have much but what they have is like super special mm-hmm. and uh, you only find that when you come here so like I think gratitude and love here is a lot stronger there's a magic as well that I saw in Africa that touched me that I've never experienced in any other country there's like a vibe there that's like that's where humans started it's, it's whatever and welcome to another episode of the vegan life on today's episode jack's patch steps by jack is an organic farmer a close friend of mine definitely one of the most hilarious guys i know and has a huge knowledge when it comes to food and nutrition jack thanks for being here yo excited to be on (laughs) in bali so um i've been to bali 270 thousand times already how do you like it so far yeah absolutely loving it um already want to come back for year after year could you live here i need to get like yeah i want to i want to put a farm here really that'd be like seriously yeah that'd be the goal i think it would be nice to have different farms around the world or get other people to grow stuff like if they live in bali collectively restaurants use the farm or a farm multiple farms so it's like a network that'd be cool no you just have to convince your girlfriend right oh she'll be she'll be in yeah yeah she'll be in but are you serious like could you imagine the way i did it like sold everything and just say fuck it i'm gonna live in bali i think my whole life uh i've been spontaneous Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely i love traveling like the minute i'm here like i i love surfing I dress like one, <laughs> but yeah, got the long hair. Um, so yeah, I'd love to. I think it doesn't matter. I went to a coal coal farm, um, which is a farm everyone should check out on Instagram in Bali. Uh, they're doing permaculture. What uh, does that mean? Permaculture is like it means multiple things, but it's like um, where humans become a part of the ecosystem to make everything works so economics food production uh, sustainable building mm-hmm. um etc etc but um yeah there's one of those in bali and they're doing courses and workshops and it just looked like my farm at home <laughs> but they're just growing mangoes papaya oh my they're growing, like, goodness better things yeah and all organic yeah all organic all organic and it's um so you interplant everything so it all works in harmony with each other so um it's like a mini food forest do you think most of the stuff here is organic because like in europe if something is organic you probably can trust them i mean they have like things that you need to do in order to like in order to call it organic right you have like rules and everything but in bali sometimes i'm like yeah is it organic yeah i've seen the guys who do the rice fields they do spray uh-huh. i think some of them yeah they have to well they, i said they have to they get given free pesticides okay subsidized but a lot of the stuff is just natural like these mangoes papaya on the side of the street there's a sour sop tree down our road uh-huh 
Um, so a lot of things by default is wait, organic. wait, wait. You have what? Soursop. Oh yeah, I know. Gu- they're so good. Guanabana. That's the most Spanish of the people that's... have never tried them. I remember it. Um, it tastes like chewing gum. Yeah, like the, 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 we had these sweets in the UK called fruit salads uh-huh. when we were young. Tastes exactly like that, but it's like a chewing gum taste. It's so like candy. For me, it's like the definition of candy in nature. Mm-hmm. But the bark and the leaves of the tree heal, um, aid very anti-cancer. Um, they they drink it a lot in Fiji. Do you think people in Europe should buy like organic foods? Yeah, it's not. Or not much. the Europe, like the Western world. Should we? We're, well, I think we should just uh, vote with our dollar. So we should go to more farmers markets, even if it's um, doesn't have to just be like regulated organic. Because my farm isn't by law organic. By like, I don't have the paperwork, but it costs seven hundred bucks, pounds, dollars to pay for the name organic. But I'm per month for a year. Uh, per year, and it's pointless for me doing food production because I, you don't make loads and loads of money doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just a bit of paper. But a lot of farmers are organic. But you just need to make the relationship with like your local farmers at food at farmers markets. Talk to them. Make sure they're doing the right stuff. So you don't have to pay for like organic in a supermarket because a lot of that a lot of the time that's travelled really far away. I can mm-hmm. buy it be in the UK and buy organic tomatoes from Peru but the nutritional value of that tomato by the time it's got to me it's not worth the extra the nu- cost yeah it's not worth the extra cost it's not worth me ingesting it because I have to eat five times the amount mm-hmm. what, if, what if you live in London if you or live, like in a big city if you live in a big city um, you're fucked <laughs> definitely not I mean I live it. I live in London I've got my own farm in London but I'm doing it because I was so angry at the organic situation mm-hmm. in my town I think people are waking up more people are starting to grow more food if you have like a backyard but you should look at doing microgreens in your house go on YouTube super easy some of the most nutritional dense food in the world and you can grow it in seven days Oh, I'm so stoked to talk about this because I actually want to do it here in Bali as well. Just for, I don't know, it's something special to have your own foods. Mm. It looks cool. It actually puts more oxygen in your room as well. Oh, nice. So, I mean, I don't have walls and everything when I, you know, like in Bali, everything is opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But anyways, it's just like, before I want to have kids, I want to have my own fruits. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I want to have a mango tree, papaya tree. But um, let's talk about it. Let's say my name is Anna. Um, I live in London. And I want to have, like, I I maybe want to have my own tomatoes or whatsoever. What what is the easiest thing that you can grow Uh, in your... Get get in touch with me. No, no. Uh, um, A a lot of... It, especially London now, like a few years ago, it was like really hard. Obviously, you go to the supermarket, you pay that premium. And the annoying thing is when you pay for the organic tomatoes, they just come wrapped in plastic, which is super frustrating. Oh, yeah. When I was More in the UK, than less. I went to, I think it's called Tesco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had the choice. Bananas. <laughs> Either I choose the fair trade organic bananas wrapped in plastic or I choose the... 
yeah, I was still yeah. cer certified bananas, but yeah, yeah, not organic, but not plastic. Yeah, I know it's really frustrating. There's a there's also they call um, there's certain fruits and vegetables that have a hard shell, like a pineapple, for example, mm -hmm. avocado. Meaning, like, if it's non-organic, uh, you don't have to worry because the herbicides, pesticides don't sink into the skin. Mm -hmm. Like for an apple, you eat the skin, mm -hmm. so you ingest the pesticides, etc. But it's going back to being Anna in London. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot more uh, delivery services now, where it's like uh, like organic delivery services. They come from the UK. Mm -hmm. um, all of them are sourced within the UK, but I would try to definitely go to the farmers markets in London there is one or two around and find out where those farmers are and then even some might be really close to you so it might be a short drive away or just be co like conscious where you shop a lot of zero waste shops in London now offer fruit and veg and they're always the most conscious businesses so they'll be getting it local as well um, I'm going to be supplying at two of them next year so I've got harmless store in London and uh, the refill room in Lee as well. I mean, may, some people who are listening right now, they come from London, but um, I'm sure in, like, in every big city, yeah. there is a possibility. And if not, can can I, yeah. like Axel, not Anna anymore, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm lazy, <laughs> but when it comes to growing my own food, I would love to keep it simple. Uh, what can I do? As we spoke about with... Fruits and veggies. And maybe some herbs. And maybe yeah. hummus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chickpeas, definitely. Um, you don't even have to have a back garden. If you have a back garden, great. Um, start straight away. Look at uh, like a no-dig system. So no-dig means what it says. You do not dig the soil. Um, you just literally get a piece of grass, lay some cardboard down, Put some organic compost on top, and you can plant straight. Where the heck? Get, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a guy. I don't have a clue about that. Okay. Where the heck get, do I get that? So just cardboard, free resource. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it, it's it's everywhere. It's chucked away. So you can go to like um, grocery stores or like a bike shop. Will have big bike boxes. So you just lay some big cardboard out. Oh, okay. If you're growing, like say that like you've got a little raised bed in your garden. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just get some organic compost from like uh, a local garden center. And also the garden centers as well sometimes do like organic plants. So like you can pluck like baby kale, uh, baby tomato plants. So you don't have to worry about growing it from seed. Mm -hmm. uh, if you buy it organically, you could just put, put it in, look after it and you'll get something back straight away. Um, that's where I started back in like five years ago. Um, so I had success straight away. You don't wanna plant seeds, they don't grow, you lose hope. You wanna try and buy a plant that's already growing, like a chili plant you can have indoors in a pot. Just leave it in a sunny window, make sure you water it, look after it. And once you taste food that you've grown, you're, you're hooked. That's Once you look after that plant, all I say to everyone is grow one thing. You make that connection with nature and also you make that connection with your food mm -hmm. as well. So it's very, very simple. So even if you just grow one chili plant first year, eat those chilies, you feel good, 
it's always way stronger than what you expect. If you grow basil, that basil will be a lot stronger, so you, you use less mm-hmm. and you feel healthier by mm-hmm. eating your own food. Mm-hmm. I think it's very basic human. Any fruits? Skill. Any fruits, so like. Um, berries, maybe? Yeah, soft berries like um, raspberries and stuff, like very easy to grow in pots outside or if you have a garden. Um, let me think. Um, cucumbers, um, but like in the, if you've got like no soil at all, um, no garden at uh-huh. all, you can grow in pots and it's okay. the same. Okay. You, you could just buy a few pots and then, yeah, you, you're, you're away. What about hummus? Yeah, you can grow chickpeas. Shut the front door. Yeah, easy. Grow chickpeas, light peas as well. Are you well. kidding me? I'll grow some for you next time, make you some fresh hummus. Ah, oh, it's actually, you're not, sh- I'm not lying either. Like, at home, like, well, I've grown, I'm growing ginger this year, which you can't grow in the UK. I grew sweet potatoes. Oh my gosh, I tried his sweet potatoes. They were the best sweet potatoes I had in my life. I was like, oh, what the heck it's is good that? To hear. Good. <laughs> you can plant ginger in the UK? Yeah, you just have to make it like a tropical environment. So within like a, like a polytunnel, like a mini greenhouse. You uh-huh. just have to make it as hot as it would be like in the tropics, like for example, in Bali. You can grow the same stuff, you just need to know how to do it. Uh-huh. Like I have three avocado plants that I've grown from seed that are like two foot tall, but I need to wait three to eight years for that to grow a real avocado. But when I do, I'll have to, I'll have to order security because there'll be UK grown avocados on my patch so holy shit do you think that's something we will do more in the future yeah because we have to we're in a we're is it is it i don't have a goddamn clue so is it more environmental friendly like is it better for the environment yeah it's a bit yeah i imagine if you have to like make it as hot as in the tropics you use shit tons of electricity no 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 you you just use the heat of the sun we've got but obviously use uh like glass or plastic like around it to create heat Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's very low impact um everything that i've done on my plot is i look at like regenerative like regenerative agriculture or regenerative farming Mm -hmm. and that means again within that circle of permaculture is to make something better than it already is. So it's one step up from sustainability. Sustainability is to keep something the same. When you regenerate, you are making something better. So the plot I'm on, I've made the soil better. I've grown a lot of fruit and veg that was before this was just like a grass field, just growing like nothing. Um, And you just walk away from that place knowing that you've made it better. The insects come back life comes back and for every uh, kilogram of vegetables and plants you grow uh, two kilograms of carbon is sequestered out the atmosphere and put back in the ground where it should be Mm -hmm. so you're having that environmental impact straight away interesting yeah why the fuck do we import so much if we can do it and we we all can do it it's just teaching we, we don't learn it at school uh-huh. so it's another thing we should be teaching it from a young age um i've learned because i put myself on like a farm in australia i actually done it by accident getting there 
Like mm-hmm. I had to do farm work to get my second year visa. Yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, we'll get we'll get to that part. But just just learn. It's very basic. Some there's a lot of noise on YouTube, but definitely look at permaculture, no dig, regenerative agriculture. Those three things are making sure make everything a lot easier. So like you can grow higher yield with less effort, and that's like that's the main thing. People need convenience these days. You don't want to. Uh, flood yourself with too much information get scared don't do it we should all be trying um, and start with basics start with microgreens start with herbs on your kitchen shelf or yeah it's what we were saying I want to start with on. berries I remember my grandma always had like in her backyard she had the best strawberries mm. um, she had brown berries she had cucumbers which were oh so delish the tomatoes <laughs> Everyone in the whole family was always so excited to eat her food because it yeah. was just, it's it tastes so, it just tastes different. Yeah, it's real. Like, like you can't deny it. Like the sweet potato I ate, I was like, now I'm eating a sweet potato for yeah. the first time in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, And I said the same before when, like, in, I tried mango in, in Europe mm. or like in Germany. Yeah. And I tried other exotic fruits like pineapple. Yeah, it's just. But then I came to Asia and then I ate it and like. What the heck did I even eat before that? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's watered down version or it's, it's like a the fake Rolex. Version. Yeah, it's like the yeah, it is. And you're faking it like you're that's the same nutrition going in your body, so it's like sh- shitty fake nutrition going in. You ain't nourishing your body. It's just like substance, it's just going in. But where's the- I mean it's still healthy, right? Yeah, def- yeah, for sure. Like better than I don't know cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it, 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 I mean you can't deny it that there are still, still like got all the vitamins. Lo- but vitamins, I, f- I feel like you antioxidants. Getting, when you have that less travel time, you're getting maximums, hundred percent instead of like sixty percent or. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's that's a valid point. Yeah, that's why I, in the UK, or like in Europe when I'm in um, in Europe I. Either pick them myself or yeah. buy frozen berries. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Frozen captures the uh, the nutrition, like the vitamins. So once it's picked, it's frozen, so it's caught the nutrition. It's funny because most of the people think the opposite. Yeah. That if you freeze it, you lose all the vitamins and nah, everything. You, you catch it, yeah. Yeah, because they do it straight away, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's why I usually buy if I can't get them in season, I, I just buy them uh, frozen. Just so people, when I said about um, people eating like mangoes and that in the UK or whatever, if you can just eat seasonally, it's just better for you in general. So like when it's like autumn, you should be eating pumpkins because your body craves that kind of food for that year, like heavy carbs because you're going into winter, like back in when we were cavemen or whatever, we needed that kind of nutrition to like build ourselves up before the cold where there was going to be a gap of no food mm-hmm. to try and eat seasonal i think ve- to eat veggie seasonal is pretty easy yeah yeah to be fair when it comes to fruit yeah we we have to import in europe you yeah. think so what so can you to eat the, to a degree like I mangoes mean, and stuff you can't forget about mangoes yeah, yeah. forget about bananas forget about pineapple um forget about watermelon i mean no, if you no, live in spain no. watermelon that's my next aim next year. Watermelon can be grown in the UK. Really? Melon, yeah. I see. Ah, it. we ha- even have some in Austria. What? What do I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're right. But that's like during the summer. Yeah. What do you do in the winter? Eat apples. Yeah, and like frozen f- berries. Frozen berries. 
if you've pickled anything as well, like f- fermented food. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's <laughs> with <laughs> pickled apples. Um, yeah, I mean that's the only option that you have, like fruit-wise, during the winter. And I think during the winter it's so important to eat so much fruit. Yeah, that's when you're like lacking vitamins. So um, you just eat frozen stuff. And it's possible. I tried it for a while. The only thing that I missed was bananas. Yeah. I was like, gosh, please favorite. bring banana. Like, can someone grow bananas in Europe, please? Do you think it's possible? What? Well, we've got the Eden Project in the UK where they've got like it's the Amazon jungle within a big globe. Uh-huh. And yeah, they've got everything in there. Shut the front door. Yeah, you need to go. It's when you're next in the UK, like, I hope I will never ever cool. go there again. But <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I love the UK. I love Europe. I just love Bali more. To be fair, <laughs> um, do you think? Do you also do it because of your health? Yeah, that was number one, really, because I was. Lo- I had no concept of what nutrition was before I travelled, mm-hmm. and then obviously, as I said, when I went to that farm, he told us about eating local. And as, like you said, that's the first time you had a sweet potato, like tried a real sweet potato. For me, when I went to that farm, it was the first time I tried real vegetables. Mm-hmm. I didn't care where they come from before, where when I tried it, I was like obsessed. I was like, now I need to try and eat like this all the time. Um, so yeah, it was a definite health thing. Because once you go down a rabbit hole of why can't we get, like why, can't we get organic food and when you eat organic food how much better it is for you and it's just it's just been lost you look watch the documentaries as well and how there's so much sugar in everything and everyone's getting sick where that it shouldn't be that way we should be eating natural food for to nourish our body Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of the clean 15 and the dirty dozen yeah do you think what what do you think yeah no it worked it's it's right Uh it's right for sure um Everyone should be following guidelines as well, like that. They're perfect examples mm-hmm. of that. Um, and, and eating seasonal. Exactly what we've already been saying, I think. I'm, I just feel so much better. I mean, I, I read all the studies and everything and check these lists, but I also love to just listen to my body and yeah. see how I feel. And phew, the difference... Like, when I... In, in Bali, I eat organic probably most of the time yeah like there is no imported stuff that i eat like everything is locally grown fact Mm -hmm. i feel so much better yeah yeah. it's so it's it's like describing how a rose smells it's really weird but I just feel so much better and it, it, it also tastes so much better the mangoes the banana everything tastes so much better and I and I think that should be like we should go towards this direction yeah eat, like eat, eat the rainbow like especially in Bali like everything's so colorful like I've never eaten a dragon fruit before like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and the color of that is like unbelievable you should be eating colors a trillion percent and I would do the same if I would live in the UK or yeah. somewhere in Europe like we, there we have so many different veggies we're lucky. We're super lucky. I don't think we re- we realize that like when I was in Costa Rica, like a guy come up to me and 
uh, was like, oh, are you American? I was like, no, I'm English. He put his ha hands on his head. He was like, oh my God, you're from the land of carrots. And I was just laughing. And because for them out there, that's their superfood. It's expensive food that they can't buy. Really? Yeah, they can't buy, like their soil isn't kind of equipped to grow root veg mm -hmm. well at all. So like for them, carrots are like in Europe, like us buying a... Yeah, avocado, mango, or like moringa. But he, like, I think we don't realize we have superfood back home, but we look at other countries and go, Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flex seeds. Everyone is buying chia seeds because I don't know, they did great marketing. Yeah, yeah. Flex seeds are as healthy. You can grow them locally easily. They are cheaper. But everyone is fucking buying chia seeds. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Like what's, <laughs> I mean, more and more people are eating flax seeds and more and more people are promoting it. But yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. And also pumpkin and everything. Mm. Oh, potatoes, yeah. broccoli, spinach. We have, the only thing is like exotic fruits. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, like mm, I would, I would miss my bananas. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. But otherwise I, I love my apples. You can get at least try to get them from Europe. Like uh, not like mangoes and stuff, things of that nature. Easily. A lot of our stuff like Europe, like a lot of, if you don't get it in your own country, like Germany, UK, you get it, it's from like Italy, Spain. It's warmer countries that just grow it all the time, all year round. Yeah, yeah we're so lucky. We are definitely lucky. I truly percent. Um, you talked so much about your time in Australia and everything. So, um, yeah, give us some context. How did you get into this farm life? So back in 2014, uh, 2014, I was 18, I think. Yeah, young. <laughs> I was 24 when I was there. Living it up, loving life, surfing. I was. I just went to Australia to work, travel, and live a good life, and just party and whatever. I was and eating 300 grams of chicken per day. Well, yeah, I was a huge meat I, eater in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it expensive there? No, it's cheap. Oh, a lot right. of it's produced there as well. Okay. Like a lot of beef and okay. chicken. Yeah, I, I had no idea of how to feed myself. It was just like, Oh, protein, like, mm. bam, just eat food. And, um, yeah, so 2014, a guy come into our hostel. Um, he needed some farm work doing, and we needed to get our farming visa done. Mm -hmm. So we just went into the hostel, um, went to the farm, done loads of work for him, and he said, right, you guys, you've done a great job, but I want to get you guys to work here. And we was like, perfect. But we, he said he couldn't pay us, so we just worked for food. And then he just signed our days off, so we got our visa quicker. Um, but this guy had a permaculture farm. Never heard of the word permaculture, like I explained earlier about what it was. It was just like a farm that worked in harmony with nature. Um, just everything there was like, it's like a mini food forest. Um, all the plants were planted closely together, mimicking nature. Like if you have like tomato and basil next to each other, the smell of the basil deters away a pest that eats the tomato. So like it works together in nature, but then when you have tomato and basil on a plate, it's a perfect dish as well. Oh, it tastes so good. So you keep finding that it when it works together in nature, it works together on a plate, which is I find really cool. 
Um, but yeah, this guy just used to sit us down at lunchtime every day and used to just cook us the best food, mostly vegetarian. They had animals on the farm that like occasionally, like it was mainly eggs and vegetarian. It was vegetarian. Um, but yeah, we just ate amazing, vibrant food. And I still don't, I, to that day, I'd never had a vegetable until I went to that farm because of the taste of the tomato, um, basil, God, beetroot, everything was crazy. The colors were just mad. Um, but this guy was a soil scientist, so he flew around the South Pacific certifying islands, mainly for celebrities. The first day I was there, he had uh, Mel Gibson on the phone. Like, while we was there, talking to him about building an edible golf course. Shut the front door. So it's just like, we was like, this guy's crazy. Like, but now we'll get to another part of the story where I've realized that having a edible golf course is a real thing. Like having a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory garden where everything's edible is possible. Um, but yeah, that's where my like journey started. I worked on a farm, just was learning all the time. And then when I come back to the UK, oh, oh no, well he was making us make better choices in the supermarket. So I'd always buy organic instead of non-organic or buy him, like he would feed us, he would give us loads of food to take home and it was tasting a lot better. And then when I got back to London, I was like, mate, we have got no options here at all. No organic food. The supermarket, as I said earlier, I was covered in plastic. So I've done what every 25 year old does when they come like, comes back off holiday, it's getting a lot, man. I got ripped from my mates. They were like, bro, you're turning into a hippie. Why have you got <laughs> this like little garden growing vegetables? But now like a couple of years later, now I've made a business out of it. People constantly message me for food um, and I'm feeding them and I've changed them into becoming more plant-based as well because they're seeing the benefits, they're tasting the food, realizing it's real food. Obviously the plant-based movement as I came home I just uh, I started to eat more veggies started to watch more documentaries cared about my health so started to turn vegan um, but I want to also explain about me going to Costa Rica as well go ahead um, so I wanted to learn more about permaculture it started to become winter in the UK and I was like screw this I'm going traveling again googled permaculture First hit, Costa Rica, booked it on a Thursday, I was there Saturday, got put, like, dropped into the middle of the jungle with a suitcase, and I was like, what the hell is this? And um, yeah, ended up living off-grid in the middle of the jungle of Costa Rica for six weeks in an edible food forest, like I said earlier. Everything on this farm was, if it wasn't edible, it was medicinal. So even the pathways around the farm to walk to like your rooms and the kitchen was like grass but they said pull up, pull up the grass pull up the grass and there's peanuts so like a peanut shoots up a grass shoot so they just what plant, the fuck yeah they planted them all over the farm and then we were just walking on peanuts and mate this place was so good like the vegan food there was that's the best food I've ever had because it was just cooked we was literally taking it from the plant to the plate within about five minutes so you are getting maximum nutritional benefit we also done an alkaline test at the start of the two week uh start of the like however long my course was in costa rica um so we've done a urine test we were all western canadian belgium english australian we all had like acidic 
that mm-hmm. you're in and then by the end of it we was as alkaline as a human could be just from eating organic mm-hmm. vegetables so um yeah i was convinced turn vegan come home started to up my game with the vegetable production and then now i've got a farm just through like pure persistence and then someone seeing what i was doing on a small patch just said i've got a big bit of land and i want you to farm it and then now i've got like jack's patch pretty much insanity but all it does is you for you to start growing food you it's like it trying to make it cool again because it's such a 90 percent of the farmers are 60 years old mm-hmm. now so once those guys die out where, where are we getting food from so us young generation really need to take hold of this and just take hold of almost start a revolution permaculture is like an all like the famous quote in permaculture is it's a revolution disguised as organic gardening so if we can feed ourselves like that's like the most basic thing we can do to look after ourselves if the supermarket shut overnight what would we do there'd be pure panic so like we should all equip ourselves in like feeding us feeding your kids feeding everyone around you it's like also food brings people together as well when you cook for each other it's 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 pretty cool. Oh yeah, true. When when we got your stuff, or mm. you brought stuff to to common friend, and we and we cooked together, and it was so much fun. I didn't even think about it. It was just something special because it's your own food. Mm. Yeah, my own f- like food that had just been picked that day. Um, we all we, cooked we, it together. So like that again was like we was chatting, cooking for each other, and then we sat down and had like an epic, epic meal. And then you just sit there and you feel good. That's the best life. I freaking... I, I I don't like to use the word hate. But I do hate that so many people, also friends of mine, they don't have dinner together anymore. Like no. there's everyone is sitting on their phone. Yeah. Watching YouTube videos while eating and like no one is... Ah, I miss that so much and I'm super grateful that I also have friends who think the same and we just we cook together we eat together and have the best time ever it's one of the, my most favorite activities yeah. is to cook together and they, like while you're cooking you don't even feel like cooking or like working but because you're talking and then you eat the food yeah. that you just I think the conversation is good around dinner as well when you're with food you're yeah. like the conversation is good it brings you together mm-hmm. and I think that's when you have a good time it's 100% and I think gratitude around that as well like i feel like when uh we had that dinner we was all grateful to be there at that time as well just from the good weekend we had and mm-hmm. yeah eating good food together is a must percent. sounds like you've been traveling a lot and most of my listeners are really conscious they don't fly around um so i'm always happy i mean i I will not backpack anymore, I think. Just, like, fly around. Yeah. Um, I will reduce my... Um, yeah. Just I just try to avoid flying. Yeah. To put it in a nutshell. Um, but I learned so much during my travels. And I know that many people did. So, what do you think? What was your biggest lesson that traveling taught you? Well, I'll come out my shell massively like as a person you you're experiencing cultures you're experiencing people that you would never ever ever meet mm-hmm. if you stay in your box at home only on national geographic <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely 
And um, also as well, like a famous quote is to not travel is to like open a book and read the first page. Mm-hmm. Like life's a book, like live it. All my stories are from traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just opens your eyes, opens your heart. It's best thing I've ever done. But like I always said to myself, and I think I manifested it before I understood what manifestation was, was I will find what I love when I travel. And I was just like a normal lad at home doing my thing, working in the city, playing football on the weekends. And then now I've got like a a farm turned vegan, um, but I've met the best people through it. And yeah, my life's a lot more enriched by the people like around me. And I wouldn't have met them if I didn't travel or put myself out there. Or And it makes you become confident in a lot of scenarios. I was too shy before. I would never have put myself out there but traveling is best thing i've ever done was there one specific moment where you had like a realization or learning a lesson that someone taught you i'm i'm always thinking back when i was in india and i saw like kids not having enough food Mm. everything in my life changed like completely in this moment i got rid of 80% of my friends yeah in my mind like just without like saying oh I don't want to be friends with them anymore but in this moment I I, my perspective on things just shifted like crazy I was like what the fuck most of the stuff doesn't really matter and if I like if I think back and realize just for a second that I complained about the dumbest shit ever and just, uh, I was just so ungrateful and never, never, ever spent a minute just thinking, hey, there are almost one billion people who, are, who don't have enough food and water. And we are complaining about Brexit. Yeah. About, oh, the Starbucks coffee is more expensive than last year. Yeah. And bullshit stuff. And that in, in this moment, it's a curse and a blessing. Because I, most of the people... Sadly, we'll never ever get to this point. Yeah, I know. I, sometimes I feel like an alien. Yeah, but but it's not um, like I thought. I think it, you you change like uh. your whole perspective changes, but it makes it alienates you from your friends when you come home because you've changed so much. But mm-hmm. then you need to find your tribe who think the same way as you. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone that has travelled or experienced that. Like you, you know when you meet people, you're like, yeah, you've travelled. You this things you say, do talk about that, bring, and then you once you're together with those people, it's like you've known them your whole life. Mm-hmm. And they, for me, they sometimes just outweigh people I've known my whole life because they've just stayed in the same box and they've never grown as people. But you still love them. Uh, like I've still got mates who I still love at home. Same by the way, yeah. But for me, um, the first traveling, the first trip I'd done after I like completed my electrical apprenticeship at home, I was like stuck in it for four years, and I was like, oh, I just want to leave, travel. I went to South Africa again, booked it on the Thursday, was there Saturday, and I was teaching <laughs> kids in like a township, 
um, like I was the only white guy for like kilometers. Like I stood out like a sore thumb. And I, it was the only time where I've felt people look at me because of the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. And it was re really strange, but like kids used to touch me for good luck. And I was like, this is so bizarre. This is nothing I've ever experienced. But when I was teaching these kids football, like they, they were playing on gravel, barefoot, um, they didn't have the right equipment. So like at the end of the two, three weeks of my trip, I took the guy who was like the coach into Cape Town, bought loads of balls, bibs, jerseys. I got all my friends to send out the old jerseys that they don't wear anymore to South Africa. And all the kids were just lined up at the school in like all the old kits. And I was just like, wow, like you've made a difference in a way, but they will cherish that kit. They don't even know what the team is, but they're like, mm. this is my team. And um, yeah, my perspective changed on like how we look at each other, how people speak to each other as well. Like for me, it was more of like a, I've never seen a racial divide as I have in South Africa between like whites and blacks. And I, I just couldn't get my head around it because it's it was so different to anything I've ever experienced. But I just, man, those kids were the most beautiful kids I've ever seen and play like playing with them was just so much fun and they they just seemed to cherish anything even if the ball was broken they were still having the best time ever and like for me I was just I walked away from that experience like man my life's changed forever and if I ever fall into money first place I'll go is fly back there and just get all those kids out of like any kind of bad situation like make an academy or a school where they have an opportunity to go to or teach them how to grow food because that will probably be my forte it's my forte now so it's like maybe go back and make that community stronger not by a, probably just by a, not helping out in like a be sorry for them just help them out because they've helped me out mm -hmm. Do you think people here are happier than in the Western world? Like not only here, I mean in Asia or wherever you went? Oh, I think because they've got little and they appreciate probably their core values are stronger than ours, like with family. Uh -huh. not, not, I think we're just, what we said about people watching YouTube having dinner is like when I was a kid, you had dinner with your family, your parents. Mm -hmm. So it's like that little thing also They don't have much, but what they have is like super special. Mm -hmm. And uh, you only find that when you come here. So like, I think gratitude and love here is a lot stronger. There's a magic as well that I saw in Africa that touched me that I've never experienced in any other country. There's like a vibe there that's like, that's where humans started. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and you talk about it when you go to like Bangladesh, India. It's crazy. I mean, if you just look at it, we have enough food, we have enough water. Most of the people, like in the Western world. Mm -hmm. But the level of complaining is so high. And then you go to countries like India, Bang Bangladesh or in Indonesia. You meet people. Most of them don't have that much money, don't own a car they are happy if they have internet at home yeah. or electricity electricity but fuck i see them smiling yeah. a lot every single morning when i enter when i leave my home everyone is like good morning and they're just smiling and 
This is the friendliest country I've ever been to. In terms of like, even if you fall off a moped here, people are, yeah, people are running out the shops you. and they're helping you and they're like, are you okay, are you okay? They don't make you feel embarrassed. Yeah. They're like, like making sure you're okay and that you get off fine. They will actually stop traffic and make sure you pull off okay. It's crazy. Yeah. Everyone does it. I lost my key in the gym today. I had 10 people helping me. Locals. Uh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? In Germany, if you lose your key in the gym, yeah, well, then get a fucking new key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no help at all. And it's the, it's those little things, those little margins make like the actual community stronger or like person to person stronger because you've helped that person out. So they will feel better about helping the next man out, etc. It's a knock on effect, ripple effect. And we, we lack that at home sometimes. Like if someone says, like barge someone you in London, they're like, they'll say something that will make you angry, but then you'll be angry to the next person. That's you know? so interesting. Yeah. Why is kindness not a thing in the Western world? Where it needs to be. I feel like we're we're losing it. So, but maybe sometimes things need to get so bad that you realise what's good. Uh-huh. Like this whole shit with Brexit, it might make people come together more to be like, no, we need to sort this problem out at a grassroots level so neighbor to neighbor might be more kind to each other that's what i hope that's what what i'm doing by growing food for my community i want people to eat good so they feel good so they act good and it's an this whole movement of being vegan as well is when you don't eat meat you don't eat antibiotics you don't eat the karma of that or or like the feelings of the animal that's just been put through hell Mm -hmm. i feel like you ingest the Ah, that's not a subjective opinion. Yeah, it's like it's it's fact. It's fact. Yeah, like you can measure it. Yeah, the 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 stress goes into you. A trillion percent. And if we eat better, like it's just so common sense for me that I I I think I've become a better person. I'm like I'm never angry. I never snap at people anymore. Yeah, since I'm vegan, I'm definitely. It's not only the food. It's everything. It's your lifestyle. I'm more spirit. I wasn't spiritual at all. Like Same. meditation, get that. Like, are you a hippie or what? Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I'm meditating. I'm talking about things like kindness and gratitude. I think I even pray. I don't know if you can call it pray, but I'm. I started believing that there is something bigger, like a universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to the universe, and I'm like. Wow. <laughs> Only because I became vegan. Yeah. I, and I feel like all everyone that is like vegan, because you've understood what veganism is and you have mm. like put yourself out there and also you're restricting fit. Like you're changing you, your diet. You develop empathy. You develop empathy. I feel like you look, you, you become more spiritual straight away because you've developed empathy. Mm-hmm. So you look at how you treat other people better. Um, I think you're more conscious with all your choices. So you're not going to... Yeah, I just think you're a better person. <laughs> <laughs> you become a better person. Fact. A trillion percent. You're right about meditation and stuff. That would have been something not on my mind before. Yeah, I was... I wish... I wish I would have locked back then... Because I was a rude, grumpy teenager who was so selfish. I was just into surviving. And like, I hated my, my childhood and my home. And but that's another chapter. I was just so rude all the time. There's no need, is there? Like, I think we don't 
and gratitude's a massive thing. That yeah. If you start to be like, I'm grateful for what I've got now, because like when you see, as we said about traveling, you see other people with less, mm -hmm. and you're just like, man, if this is one lifetime that I'm gonna live, I need to live it as best as possible instead of being angry, miserable, being in a job I don't want to be in. And there are there are ways out. There's mm -hmm. always a way out. Like you've quit your job, I've quit my job that I wasn't happy in. And it takes time, but you need to feed yourself with positivity and yeah. Every I mean ev nowadays everything is possible. Yeah. If you can grow freaking sweet potatoes in yeah. the UK, you can like quit your job and do something else. But only if you're willing to pay the price and to live humbled, maybe, like depends on your circumstances. But I'm since I traveled, I'm you give me a room and I'm good. Mm. Yeah. Like well, I could live there because I did it. Yeah. I lived in a village in India for three weeks. I slept on the, just on the, they'd only sleep on the floor. And I'm like, you know what? I'm having a good time here. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I've camped on mountains and stuff like that. And it's just, you just I, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like long term, I want to have comfort and all this stuff. Of course. Yeah. But I always know you actually don't need that much to be happy. You don't need a fancy car, you don't need a big watch, you don't need a lot of money on your bank account. It's like all within yourself, right? The yeah. way you think, the way you interpret things, the way the way you react to things. Yeah. I don't think you grow unless you seek discomfort. Like you mm -hmm. you go if we live in this oh I'm comfortable, 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 you never grow as a person, you just stay in a bubble. So you should always look to put yourself out of your comfort zone and then you learn something about yourself and and then you just grow as a person. Like I wasn't the person I was unless I like put myself out my show. Like with travelling, you book the ticket. Mm -hmm. Not it's not luck. When people used to go, You're so lucky, I'm like, No, I booked the ticket, I worked hard to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you just put yourself in situations and mad stuff happens. The universe works for you mm -hmm. when you uh, work with it and like, yeah. Do you want to have kids? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know when. And for, for me, sometimes it's like, um, what kind of world are we going to bring them into? But I hope that we change it all around and make sure that we live in a peaceful world everyone's doing the right thing um for now i'm happy not having kids but i want to make sure financially i can look after them and also i think it's important for you to live your dream like live out your dream don't just not fulfill your dream and then live through your kids to fulfill their dream because it's it's just a knock-on effect everyone just keeps passing their dream giving up their dreams and then giving it to their kids I think every human should live their dream mm -hmm. and then have kids. Because Interesting. Th because then you feel, I feel like you feel more content. I don't want to have regret. So like until I make the farm, like everything in my life that I'm happy with, then I'll ha have kids. I don't want to like have a kid now and then not reach my full potential. I feel like, oh, I've reached my goal. Mm -hmm. That's my view on it. I uh, wish you will. I, I hope... You have a lot of kids. You know why? Because I'm eating a lot of food and... <laughs> <laughs>
If you can bring hummus, bro. Oh, oh, oh. Last question. Imagine the New York Times Square is yours for 20 minutes. Like you can place ads, you can you can show a video. Like all the screens are yours for 20 minutes. What do you show? Whoa, man, I wish I had a little bit time to think about that. But <laughs> That's the fun part about uh, just share your f first thought. I wouldn't show anything negative. Mm -hmm. Anything. It would be positive. For, for me now, I'm probably going down more of saving the planet route over anything else. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like that is the most important thing we need to do now, like today, for us to have a better, happy tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, like regenerative agriculture in terms of like we should be rewilding forests, like bringing back greenery everyone should be growing food or if not like one one person in your community should be growing food everyone should be eating more plants i just don't want no cruelty i've got too much empathy to even say i oh, people can still eat meat and stuff maybe if we get to a point where there's majority plant-based and then there's a small amount who still hunt or whatever like I don't want that, but I feel like I'm just trying to please everyone, playing devil's advocate here. Um, but, yeah, it would be permaculture would be a massive one, what I've explained. Regenerative agriculture, make, regenerating the, the land, um, and, yeah, making sure people go plant-based. And also just positive message for everyone to be happy, come together, eat good food together, be more of a community. It would just be more... More of so that. maybe you will. So you maybe have like a food court in front of the New York Times Square and give Man. away free food. Yeah, I'll your sweet potatoes it, and everyone goes I, vegan. I think like every yeah, there'll be a lot of free food being given out. Teachings on how to do it. Um, the board would just be showing like how land. I, I've seen from my own eyes like land that was almost desertified turn into an abundant food forest in ten years. Like it's possible. I think there's a lot of information that makes you feel so hopeless mm -hmm. but when you're doing what i'm doing like a lot of people who are trying this whole like growing or like being more environmental there's a lot of good good stuff out there that we can suck the carbon out of the atmosphere put it back in the ground and nature wants to survive like we'll be gone and she'll live on but if we can help her she'll help us if we give to her she gives to us we look after the soil she feeds us If we look after the air, we give, we get the oxygen back that we breathe. We just need to live in harmony with nature and everything will be fixed. Economy will be fixed because like if you eat in local food, people grow more local food and not transported from other countries. People are more abundant. Um, also, if you earn less than £20,000 a year, Like, if you're a couple, one person should work, but if the other person's earning, like, less than that, they should be gardening because you save money on food and the money and the, the amount of food you can produce is insane. You can sell microgreens, for example. You can make so much money if you sell them. And organic food now is, like, if you share to your community, like, they will come to you and you will be that pillar in your community and you can make... You can make a living out of it. People shouldn't shy away from thinking it's cheap or 
if, if food's cheap, someone's lost out for that food to be cheap, whether it's the farmer, whether it's the, like, even the animals, when people eat meat, like if meat's cheap, is the animals mm -hmm. lost out. But yes, yeah, someone's lost out, the nutritional value's not there, etc., etc. So, eat more, f eat more plants, people. Like support local food farmers. Definitely start growing your own food. And if you get in contact with me on Instagram, I will give you as much free information as I can, or direct you into people within your local, like within your country, or maybe you, your community that I know that can help you out. But I just want everyone to live the good life. I mean, me and Axel here, we're very blessed to be in Bali and we're living good, hanging out, eating good food, but we wish that on you as well. Wow, that was beautiful. I don't even have to plug your Instagram anymore. It's Jack's Patch. Highly, highly recommend to follow this guy. If you have listened to this point, share it in your story. Don't forget to tag us so that we can communicate with you. Jack, was a blessing it was you are a blessing it was so much fun um i can't wait for your sweet potatoes i can't wait for your hummus, hummus. bro if you make if you find a way to to grow hummus like straight hummus yeah in the uk i'll make you beetroot hummus i'll make you whatever you want but not first chickpeas because it's such no, a hustle to cook it Chickpeas the base, and then you can add. Flavors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'll Just make tell me it's straight. Yeah, and it'll be cool. Like I'll label it Axel's hummus. Ugh, then I will come. Alrighty. Back to the UK. But yeah, thanks, Axel.